This week's episode is brought to you by SketchWallet. SketchWallet provides some awesome products for artists on the go, like travel size sketch pads, pencils, and of course, let's not forget SketchWallet's feature product, the SketchWallet. It's a handy little high quality wallet made from real durable materials that acts as a wallet for your mini sketch pad and pencil and things you'd normally keep in your wallet. And it fits right into your back pocket or purse. Then when you fill up your sketchbook, they make it easy to refill your sketch wallet with easily reloadable materials that you can order right off the website. So head to sketchwallet.com T-A-N right now to check out their beautifully made leather options as well as their budget and vegan friendly canvas options coming soon. Again, that's sketchwallet.com T-A-N. This is the Animation Network. With this podcast, you get to tune in every week to hear top industry professionals in my network discussing network animation. Our goal here is to bring you effective tips, tricks, secrets, and practices for breaking into and navigating through the current landscape of TV animation. I'm your host, Chris Wimberly. Thanks for tuning into the network today. Hey friends, welcome back to the Animation Network. This right here is episode number 85. I can't believe we're at 85 already. This season is just flying by. I can't believe it. Uh, But this week, we have another great interview by Tierra, and I'm excited to share it with you. But real quick, I just want to remind you that we are taking AMA questions still online. So if you have a question, please be sure to send it over. If you're not sure what that is, um, basically AMA is ask us or ask me anything. This is when Tierra and I get together and we review questions that you guys send to us via the webernets and essentially we answer them right on the podcast. So if yours gets picked, we'll read it on the podcast and with all of our experience and insight and connections, we will answer your questions to the best of our ability because we know that a lot of times you can't get your hands on these super busy industry professionals to answer some of the questions you have. And on that note, remember that there is no small question and there's no dumb question. They're all worth asking. And a lot of times, if you have that question, then usually somebody else does too. So, um, and sometimes a hundred other people have that same question. So be sure to let us know whatever is on your mind. If you do want to submit a question, um, just send us a message on Facebook or Twitter, or uh, you can even email us, Chris, K-R-I-S, at theanimationnetwork.org, or Tiara, T-I-A-R-A, at theanimationnetwork.org. Um all right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into Tierra's interview this week because I think you're going to like it. Let's check it out. I can turn on the lights if you want or because, like, I typically like low lighting for my eyes, but if you no, need light. No, this is fine. Okay. Yeah, I have enough light. Just wait. So. It's more chill. <laughs> <laughs> you more, can see. Uh, more romantic. Romantic, and you can see me blush less. <laughs> Okay, so are you ready? Yes. Feel good? Yeah. Okay. Ready to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, welcome to our podcast. It's great to have you on here. Thank you. Um, it's my honor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't we just jump straight into this, and let's start with you giving us a brief introduction of yourself, you know, who you are, what you do, and where you work. Hi, everybody. My name's Nicole Rolla, and I'm an animatic assistant editor at dreamworks tv animation sweet great job great job (laughs) so first question out the way so uh let's talk a little bit about your background so you're from the west coast correct yeah yeah Uh, west coast (laughs) best coast that's what people say i'm gonna have to agree with that (laughs) wait you're from the east coast i am from the east Coast. oh my gosh you're betraying your i know i know You've jumped ship. I've I kind of like changed. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, West Coast attitude. It's true. But, you know, I feel like East Coast is kind of cooler. Like, cool. I like it like for without the seasons. Trying. Yeah. And I can see all that changing. But, yeah. In terms of things to do, I think West Coast. Oh, really? There's not 
things to do there. It's like New York, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. <laughs> but so, anyways, mm-hmm. um, did you have an idea of what school you wanted to go to or what you wanted to do? Because mm. I know you went to Woodbury University. Yes. Um. So how did you end up there? So I grew up in the valley, and I d- sometimes people like have different definitions of the valley, but. So that's, for me, it's like uh, Northridge area, Chatsworth. So it was kind of a ways away from like where animation was, which Mm. is centralized in Burbank. Yeah. And um, like I grew up thinking like, I'm going to be a doctor or something or something like (laughs) typical. So I like spent a bunch of money on UC schools, actually. And I spent a bunch of money on like the... um, application process because I, I did I did AP classes and you know was like a book person you know yeah and like I drew and I loved cartoons but I didn't think that was like my career I guess mm-hmm. like I wasn't brave enough to say that was my career because I was like I'm good at being smart yeah air quotes for the <laughs> podcast um but then when like senior year came like I started thinking about like my life and I'm like do I really want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever or like something booky like what do I really love and I want I wanted to um say be able to say I love my job you know mm-hmm. and I always like w- grew up with um there was this other channel besides Nickelodeon called Nicktoons and they had these bumpers of like behind the scenes stuff of people in the in the studio right say like I'm gonna teach you how to draw Danny Phantom I'm Butch Hartman blah yeah. blah <laughs> <laughs> and there were also just people like walking around in the studio like being cool like riding tricycles in the hallway or something yeah. and I was like that's what I want to do so I started thinking like, okay, maybe I'll go to UC schools for animation. But then one day I woke, I, w- I walked into my um, college office and I saw Woodbury animation. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that's like the first time I saw a college that was strictly for animation. Because I guess I was oh. only looking at like, like UC schools and... They do have animation stuff, but it's not, like, the biggest thing, you know? And when I researched Woodbury, it was, like, a big thing there. And when I applied... Oh, and then I looked at the location, and it was, like, five minutes away from Nickelodeon. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I was like, that's that's my dream, you know? So I was like, Burbank, you know? Uh, Dreamworks... I mean, not Dreamworks. uh, Woodbury... I could be like right there. So when I applied, I, w- I they're like, you know, have a portfolio or whatever, you know, like CalArts, Otis, they're like yeah. submit your application and your portfolio. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so like cuz you know, I took a couple of drawing classes in college or not in high school. I took a couple of drawing classes in high school, but not really. Right. So I was like like <laughs> what do I do? But uh thankfully Woodbury didn't like it kind of like forgave you for not having a portfolio. So and they accepted me and gave me a lot of uh scholarship money. Oh, that's They helped me out a lot. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, yes. Like they said yes to me, I say yes to them. So like all that money that went to my UC apps. Like yeah. <laughs> never see that again but I was like all right this is it I like put all my decision right at the end tip of end of my high school career <laughs> like uh like you know like um people go to like art school in high school and like draw all the time and be like that's what I want to do but it was like kind of a last minute decision <laughs> for me so it's kind of scary so, yeah, that's how I ended up there. It was, like, kind of like a DSX machina. Of <laughs> <like> <laughs> Nicole's not happy. What do we do? But it worked out. It did. 
Yeah. So you you get to Woodbury and you're there and you're in the animation program, right? Yes. And so did you have plans to be an artist afterwards? Kind of what was it like being in the program and how you felt? Because you were saying this was kind of like a last yeah. minute thing that you kind of figured out for yourself. Definitely so what scary. did you do once you were there? Um, so Woodbury, like I mentioned, like um, they kind of forgave not having a portfolio which kind of gives you an idea of what kind of students go there. Like Otis and CalArts, they're really high prestigious, like the mm-hmm. great artists come out of there. Like Woodbury, it was it the animation program was pretty young. It was finding its footing. I feel like it was just for people like me who are kind of like on the cusp you know of choosing this life so so it was kind of an adjustment of like drawing every day and going to drawing classes and making animation but it was awesome I loved it like I was like this is awesome I don't have to write papers so much like all my friends are like in the library all the time but I'm in studio (laughs) and like listening to music and goofing around and drawing and like learning to make films while people are learning like the bones in your hand or whatever yeah. <laughs> like stuff I don't care about I'm making I'm doing stuff I care about so um eventually I mean when I what I really love in like life like bottom line is making people laugh mm. and I wanted to be a storyboard artist because that's where you can create the jokes create what happens in the story mostly if you're in a board driven show and um so so that was my like goal my um storyboard artist that was like the path I chose but then I just continued to realize that like because I never had that um constant drawing like environment from like a kid like I doodled and I drew and I was always like people always like complimented my drawings like oh that's pretty good you know (laughs) but I wasn't like like I wasn't like always drawing always drawing which that's how you get good is to always be doing it I was always making jokes and always like make like making people laugh or whatever so it kind of after college it kind of uh took some inner review and inner like what's that word like reflection yeah inner reflection to be like I went to school to draw and I should be an artist but maybe that's not cut out or I'm not cut out for that and it's not me so it it was like like a weird conflict in me I'm like this was what I was supposed to do but I'm not going to do it. Like, yeah. am I like, <laughs> have I wasted my four years? And at that point after college, uh, I was uh, in production. So I was like, okay, the next step would be artist. But I didn't want to be one. Or like, I wasn't really drawing all the time. And like, I didn't have the motivation to. So, I mean, it's important, I think, to do that self reflection and be honest with yourself because I was like beating myself up for like man you went to school for drawing like why aren't you drawing and I had to allow myself to stop feeling guilty that I'm just not that the person who will like draw all the time and like like show my work to people and be like criticize me like (laughs) I just did not have that backbone you know but in school there is this position whenever um we made films together was putting the boards together and timing it out in premiere and I thought oh no one's doing that I'll do it you know like 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 everyone was either being a character designer background designer storyboard artist Mm -hmm. it was like those three things but when it came time to like put it all together there wasn't necessarily a class or a you know um 
like delineation of that job right so I was like I'll do it you know like I'll do that so in school I just kind of like I thought I made up this job of like (laughs) putting the boards together and putting the sound putting the music and then like when I started being in production in um in the industry I found out that's a thing like there's actual people who come to work and do that all the time and I was like I love that so I realized people at in the industry do this thing that I actually inadvertently done in college. So I was like, this is it. This <laughs> is for me. Like y- you're touching the boards. You're just not drawing it, but you're making the or you're like choosing the order, choosing the timing and you're like actually getting to be funny. Yeah. Which is what I like to do. And so a lot of a lot of comedy is in timing so i feel like editing uh really like brings it to life and it's like super fun to see the stuff like move and yeah like actually be you know and so yeah after um i've been in production for a while i was like okay that's what i want to do like i it's okay that i don't want to draw for a living like i can draw for myself to be happy but I'm not gonna draw to be happy you know what I mean I don't know (laughs) it's like I'm gonna be an editorial like I'm gonna choose that and own it and be true to myself you know yeah no it makes sense to me yeah it's it's definitely it was like a hard like admittance to myself but looking back it's like there was there was no other way it was gonna shake down a different way I would have like I would have never made it as an artist because like my heart wasn't in it but my heart's in it's still in animation so so editing is is where it fell (laughs) again it's it worked out yeah (laughs) and it's cool that you kind of discovered that at school and kind of figuring it out because I think a lot of people kind of go through that where they're like well I should be you know I went to school for this thing like I also went to school for animation Mm -hmm. And when I came, I was like, well, maybe I should be an artist. But it was kind of the same. Like, my, I wasn't fully committed to, you know, being an artist, you know, eight hours a day, five right. days a week coming in, and that's all I'm doing. Yeah. But you kind of fi- figure it out as you're kind of, you know, yeah. working on other things, on other shows and projects. Which brings me to my next question, actually, which is, I know you've done a lot of different internships. And so you've interned at Cartoon Network. Also at Nickelodeon, um, and also on some really cool shows that I'm very jealous about. <laughs> no. <laughs> so could you talk a little bit about the internships that you were on, and um, did you have any previous experience, like internship experience, before you landed these kind of like big ones? Um, as some of my friends would say, I was very lucky on the internships I've landed. Um, so my first internship was at Nickelodeon on Legend of Korra. And then I went on to do Cartoon Network for Steven Universe. And then I went to Moon Scoop, which is a smaller studio for Lala Loopsie, which is actually airs on Nickelodeon, but <laughs> it's made by Lala Loopsie. And, or by Moon Scoop, which is now called Splash Entertainment. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in, um was like super close to the valley so it was like super chill i loved it (laughs) if you need an internship don't negate flat splash entertainment try (laughs) try it out you'll learn stuff so the the process of getting it with nickelodeon it was a you submit a, a the cover letter and an uh resume and then if they like you they'll call you and do a phone interview and then after the phone interview with hr person Mm -hmm. they then sift your your resume to what specific show they think you'd be a good fit on and then that show will uh, call you into an in-person interview and then interview with them and then if they like you they'll choose you which is a Similar with Cartoon Network, there was no phone interview. It was mostly just send in your resume and come into interview. And if you're a good fit, they'll take you. And then with 
splash entertainment it was like (laughs) we need people (laughs) (laughs) like do you know anyone Uh, me Uh, come (laughs) (laughs) so it's a smaller studio so they they need all the help they can get and um with that it's like because bigger studios are very competitive Mm -hmm. they have very rigorous internship programs and you know which is really nice and they have like programs for you to do and things for you to volunteer at and they say what they say is um it's a three month long job interview or however long it is the whole time you're there you're interviewing for a job so the whole time you're there you have to be on like best behavior uh like completely proactive and just you know all around best person ever and (laughs) so so juggling that with you know um studio in college where you're like pulling all-nighters trying to finish your assignments it was definitely difficult and stressful but you know I wouldn't trade it for anything so um if you're ever um going to go into a big and big studio uh internship be prepared for that like always be on and um the smaller studio it was super chill. Like you come in, you do your work, and they love you because you're like there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was such a great like opportunity to, um, you know, be with people still, but be more like relaxed because it's not a corporate studio, and they're just like sometimes actually like my first board revision <laughs> was on there they oh, were like really? we need this character to have a helmet and this whole scene so i drew just like a semicircle on like this monkey for like <laughs> a few panels and i was like oh my god i'm doing storyboard revisions but you know like that goes that doesn't go down in like yeah, yeah. they <laughs> will a, not let you do that at a big studio yeah <laughs> yeah there's like rules and stuff so um but yeah i was very i was very lucky to land those like high profile like fun shows um uh my like intern cohorts like of the year like you know each batch they were always like super jealous of, like, <laughs> and I felt so bad because like I didn't do anything special I didn't think I mean so let me just say like my claim to fame I would say is um my cover letter for for Nickelodeon mm. So I had asked a an alumni from my sh- from my school because he worked at um, Nickelodeon, and I was like, like in the nicest way possible, because you know, like whenever you ask anyone for help, you gotta realize they have their own life, and yeah. if they do help you, it's out of the goodness of their heart. No one owes you anything. Like if you ever ask for help from anyone, like don't don't assume they're going to give it to you, you know, like be completely grateful that they took time away from their own life to help you. So shout out to Manny Grijalva. He took my cover letter, which pretty much was like, I love SpongeBob. I love SpongeBob. (laughs) Um, And it was like, um, I think it was a little too fangirly. Like, you tone <laughs> it back. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> so I still kept SpongeBob in there. But I, because I really wanted to stand out. Yeah. I, I knew that these internships are super competitive. So I was like, I want to make my cover letter really different. So I had, um, in my cover letter, I, uh, I, like, compared my work ethic to SpongeBob. I was oh. like, like SpongeBob is exactly the employee intern I will be for you. Like I will be there early. I'll show up with like all the enthusiasm, and I just want to help, and I just want to be like, like employee of the month all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so, like my last sentence was like, "I'm ready." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was I super love it. cheesy. <laughs> it was super cheesy, but like I definitely, thanks to his help. Uh, Thanks to his help, I definitely, like, 
had a good mix of uh, creative off the wall with like pro professional. Yeah. Like, cause you know, like you're going to be talking to, this is going to a line producer. Like, um, these internships are mostly, you're going to help production. Yeah. So, and they're, and they're a very like, they see a bunch of cover letters, like, like tons of it. So you have to stand out somehow. So, so <laughs> when I finally, when I got a call and I, I interviewed, like, like I just woke up and I was like, hello, this is Nickelodeon. And I'm like rubbing the crust out of my <laughs> eyes. Like, yes, yes. Hello. And, um, I was lucky. Um, the one who interviewed me, Yunsu, who I'm still friends with, she, um, knew Manny and Manny was the one who's like, yeah, Nicole, she is cool. And it was, she said that, <laughs> she said that like, I, you were like the last person and I, I, she's like, if it weren't for Manny, like saying like, you're cool, I, I think I would have stopped interviewing people. So mm. knowing people like yeah. is, is a thing. It's definitely a thing. And it like, it can't help. I mean, it can't hurt. Knowing people can't hurt. And just knowing people like genuinely, like I said, like I asked Manny for help genuinely. I didn't assume anything. And then when I talked to Yunsu, I was my genuine self. I think that's a really big thing to be genuine. Yeah. So when I when I came into the in person interview with my my soon to be first boss ever in the industry, Benjamin, who's actually my current boss technically right oh, now. Really? Yeah. Um he was like, That was one interesting cover letter. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, thank you for saying it's interesting and not creepy and yeah. weird. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I was like, oh yes, like what I set out to do, which was be eye catching and unique, it worked. So, um, I advise that to everybody, but I like, again, um, stayed professional Yeah, and I had help from some, someone who knew what they were doing without his help. It would have been like fangirl, fangirl. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. And then also at Cartoon Network when my uh when i interviewed in person they said like oh um santino gave us your name he was my professor at school and he worked at cartoon network so he was like yeah he says you're 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 a good worker and stuff and he knew he knew my work ethic from school so if you guys are going to uh school with industry professionals who are your teachers that's also um a job interview technically like not necessarily a job interview but they can be your network your yeah. your teachers so you know be genuine to them and be a good person like every everyone like they say uh animation industry is a small industry and it's very like incestuous it just knows everybody yeah. and stuff so you just be a nice person and it'll come back you yeah know? yeah it all comes full circle yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure so you did some really awesome things at your internship. Mm-hmm. We see like you saying, you know, having a network is really important, making sure you're talking to people, but also being genuine. Mm-hmm. Yes. So after you finished school, what came next for you? What did you end up doing? Well, <laughs> I th- like I mentioned previously, uh, the guy I interviewed with is now my current boss because after um, school ended, uh, he texted me, it was like, hey, I'm leaving Nickelodeon, going to DreamWorks, want to come with me? Like, (laughs) he's like, pretty much like, do you want a job? And I was like, yeah, you know? So, like, he and my first day were, like, the same day we started together. And um, so, yeah, he gave me my first PA job on uh, Voltron Legendary Defender. And then from there, I became a PC uh, production coordinator. And then when I decided and I let him know, I want to be an editorial. He was like, okay, I'll help you. Like my other show, because here at DreamWorks, the line producers have two shows that they're um, in charge of. Oh, okay. Kind of like a dual yeah. family. So yeah, he was like, he was, uh, he was like, okay, you can be an animatic assistant editor for my other show. So that's, that's how I have my job currently. So it goes to show that if you do a good job, in um you know your internships it can lead to actual um 
occupying what is the word occupation yeah. or employment the <laughs> so if you do a good job in your internships it can lead to employment that's yeah. pretty much the goal but um it's uh, another big thing i would say is that it's all about timing mm-hmm. so like when i uh when i inter- interned at nickelodeon and i didn't get a job offer at the end of my internship i thought i failed i thought i i messed up everyone hated me and ev- like these people are some of the en- other interns are getting jobs and i'm not i messed up i was bad but like you know fast forward uh, a year and a half later after like those other two internships um he that benjamin still remembered me and was like come do this job so it's it's a lot of timing yeah so even if you're not um doing internships if you're trying to get a job things are always changing in the industry and jobs are always popping up here and there and um i would say like don't get discouraged if you're not getting it like right away it's Sometimes it has to be like the stars align, but you got to keep trying. Like you got to be there when the stars do align. Yeah. Well, that kind of brings me to my next question after Mm -hmm. that, which is, so we know you started in production and then you ended up as an editor. What kind of steps did you take to make that switch happen to kind of jump from one department to another? So, um, like the biggest thing really like I've said before is be genuine so when I was working as a production assistant and then coordinator I was I loved the project and I wanted to do my best to make it awesome so I was always doing my best work I was always trying to help everybody I was blessed with such a great crew on Voltron who I met on Cora because most of them were on Cora. And it's just to be um, to be a part of a team and be a team player shows people that, you know, you're good to work with. You're dependable. And so when I decided I wanted to be an editorial, I started talking to a lot of people in editorial. It was a kind of a an awesome happenstance that the Voltron production pod or like the desks were right next to all of the assistant editors. Mm. And we would like, I don't know, constantly uh, hit each other in the eye with Nerf guns and (laughs) (laughs) like Nerf darts. And I got to know them a lot, like really well. Like they were my buds, you know? And so they knew me for who I was, you know, being genuine and being cool I mean, not patting myself on the back, but <laughs> like I they were cool. Yeah. And so I was cool with them. And then when I told them like, hey, I'm interested in wanting to do this. They were like, yeah, totally. We'll help you out. Because like like you said, it comes full circle. You know, people like to help people who are nice. Yeah. So and and um, there's a lady here. Her name is Michelle McMillan. She worked her way up. And what we like to say to each other is like, it's the hustle. Like whatever you want, you got to. Yeah, I gotta go get it. So when I was in production for that lo- that however long amount of time, I was like kind of getting disillusioned with production. I was like, I want to do something creative. I want to get out of like spreadsheets and uh, breakdowns. You know, I want to touch the show. So so I took it upon myself to like go and talk to those people, my friends, and be like, Hey, can you help me out? So if I hadn't done that nothing would have happened like communication is a huge part of you know everyday life and everything relationships jobs whatever so communicating that I wanted this and communicating that I will work hard for this like those people like heard it and was like okay here take these boards let's see what you do with them and I got to like play around with some boards I would um like after work I would go up to those computers that had the software which is Premiere Pro and like just show them what I can do and then they gave me notes and then I talked to other assistants and they would tell me about their shows and tell me like the difference between things that are moving fast things are moving slow and they gave me advice and I took it in you know like I think also 
growing is part of listening. Like listening is a part of growing. Right. Like you can't just ask for feedback and then be like, cool. I'm going to keep doing what I'm going to like do, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like What's the point of asking if you're not going to implement it, implementing for sure. Yeah. So, so they, sh- they, uh, you know, saw that I was driven for that. And then Benjamin also helped me out with like getting me the job to get to be, um, assistant editing and pretty much like I talked to a lot of the people in editorial and they're all really cool. And so I was like their friends first. And then when they realized like, Hey, she can do the job let's give it to her because you know like we like her already and she can actually do it so that that's pretty much the (laughs) transition no that's awesome and so just so our audience is clear on exactly what you do so you take the boards and you're doing timing like kind of what does a normal day for you look like so on my show which is unannounced um but is a 22 minute show it's like definitely longer than an 11 minute um you take the boards from the board artists once they're approved by the director and then you drop in the dialogue that's been cut by the dialogue editor and then just hold the the panel however long it's supposed to be (laughs) and and then after you do that you add temporary sound effects and we so we have like a like a i don't know what do you call it like a library of sound effects and you have to just kind of pick and choose which sound effects to use to plus it i i did the uh, rookie mistake before of like making everything have a sound you know Mm. every footstep every cloth cloth grab which i learned from my editors saying like it gets distracting and if it doesn't add to the story like don't put it in so and then when you hear that advice you implement it and then you get better. So, um, so yeah, we I build the epi- episode. Sometimes I put music. Like, if you're cool, you put music. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you give it to your editor. They see it, and they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Change this, cool, change that, change this. Make it better, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, then I, so, and then I watch it, and I see, okay, what did they do? And, like, how do I be cool like that? You know, which I think is the same in anything. You know, you learn from whoever is above you yeah and um and then sometimes there's also revisions so the board artists and the directors they're like this isn't working this isn't working so then they give you new panels then you cut that in and it's a lot of um it's a really weird mix of like being creative and organized which helped in from being in production because that's all about organization yeah and so because it's a lot of file management moving these files around and you know um, when you open projects and it's like, where's this file? This software is like, where's this file? Yeah. <laughs> like you got to put everything in the right spot and all that stuff. So it's a lot of being detail oriented mm. and also creative. Yeah. So it's like, I love my job. <laughs> like a, a good mix of both worlds for you. And yeah, I'm so glad I found it. <laughs> <laughs> so now we know about your job. What do you do outside of work? to kind of keep your creative energy and like creative mind going um I feel like a lot of um how I get my timing sense like originally was from watching a bunch of cartoons when I was younger like that like comedic timing is like in my everyday like (laughs) when I were at lunch and I'm like I thought of something funny I gotta say it right now (laughs) like like um from watching a lot of tv you you get like what works because it made it to tv and then you just it it's i feel like i almost cheated because i watched so many cartoons it feels so natural to me to cut things to like how i think it's gonna play out Mm. and they're like oh that's perfect it's spot on but you know like so to keep your creative juices flowing you watch stuff that works like watch good movies like my specific show there's sometimes there's scary episodes or um like chase episodes or like a episode that's like all the whole thing is on a plane Mm. so specific movies can um you know inform your decisions they're like oh I, i watched this one movie that did a scary thing like this i'm gonna do it like that so which is um 
goes with anything like drawing athletic sports you just watch the people who are good yeah and like do that (laughs) so you have you watch all this stuff and take all this stuff in and like make this like library of like okay this instance needs to be like this kind of funny oh i watched this one thing that's this kind of funny boom like do that so yeah building a vocabulary like like oh i need to draw this hand one way i saw this other hand drawn this way i'm gonna draw it like that yeah yeah so it's a lot of just intaking good stuff (laughs) monkey see monkey do right (laughs) yeah yeah and um but other than that i also like making stuff with my hands yeah and uh like yeah like (laughs) (laughs) like i i got into uh, what's the word like crocheting little animals oh. and stuff which like hurt my hand eventually because they're tiny yeah you know the cuter it is the smaller the stitches so it's like the harsher it is on your hand <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah just fun arts and crafts stuff I like like I love doing I like to do poor man's cosplay which I like <laughs> as I call it where like you don't buy anything or like you do buy some stuff but mostly from found objects like when i was a pa i would collect all and each and every piece of cardboard like (laughs) around i like when i was on voltron i was like the first pa and the only pa for a while my whole desk looked like a shanty town of (laughs) like cardboard which i eventually made like a robot out of (laughs) or something you know like fun (laughs) making stuff yeah so when thinking about your career and kind of looking back on it, what inspires you to bring passion to your job every day? Sometimes when you're doing the same thing over and over, you kind of get into like a rut, right? Yeah. So how do you make it fresh? Yeah, there's definitely um, days when you're like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I wish I was in bed. <laughs> but because I love doing that stuff, and I and I get to, like, work with all these talented people who drew all this stuff. It, it kind of gives me, like, it's my honor to make their idea come to life. So, like, animation, like, they say, it, like, they call it, like, a pipeline. Because it really is. It's like a conveyor belt of, you make this one thing, and then you make this other thing, and we'll put it together. And it's, like really a beautiful i think it's beautiful like even you know watching the behind the scenes of game of thrones or something like tons of people working together to make this one awesome thing is really cool so i just remind myself i'm part of a team and we're making cool stuff together and like i just yeah it's like the stuff that um i grew up on like that changed my life and like spongebob fairly odd parents all that stuff hey arnold like even adventure time like the later stuff in life like i want to i want to make cool stuff yeah so it that i think that is what makes me passionate about it and yeah it's really fun to be like you know click 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 play and you're like, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that, like, finishing is, yeah. is, it makes you passionate of, like, getting to finish. <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. When you see, like, the final end product of something you've been working on for a while, it's so satisfying. Yeah. You're just like, ah, finally. Now to start the next one and, like, do oh, it yeah. all over again. It's true. <laughs> you're like, sometimes after the end of an episode, I'm like, bam, that was my best work ever. Like, I'm never going to do anything <laughs> better than that. And then my editor changes it completely. <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, that's so much better. But, you know, and then you then you take that and you're like, okay, I'm going to do that to the next episode. Yeah. So then you are getting better. Like, you give everything you got so that it feels like it's your best forever. But then you realize it's not and you're you just, you know, keep growing. Yeah. Yeah have to keep one upping yourself whenever you can right yeah and it's really about yourself like comparing yourself to others is like competition is good but when you constantly compare yourself to others it's it can be a hindrance Mm -hmm. like 
everyone has a path like this podcast is a great ex- like example of everyone having a different path to going to being where they are like some people like say like oh I didn't know I was gonna do this I just totally fell into it or some people are like I drove th- my whole life into this mm-hmm. there's tons of paths and there's no right or wrong one so like if you don't have the same path as mr so-and-so or miss like the person you're not wrong as long as you put one foot in front of the other and like take a step towards what you want then you're doing fine and you don't have to look at someone else and be like shoot i should be here because that person's here you know like yeah you should just look at yourself and be like i was here where am i now and is it further no yeah i think that's great advice yeah um and then i have a fun question for you okay <laughs> <laughs> um it's all fun questions it, they are all fun they're all fun this is more of a question for me oh yeah i'm always looking for new shows to add to my queue my list oh okay so <laughs> What's your go-to animated show or movie to watch? Um, man, I would say I would say Adventure Time. Mm. They are just—I mean, it's, it's ending. I know I it's know, ending. Yeah. It's on its way out. Yeah, for sure. But I've been rewatching like from season one, and. That ca- that show came out when I was maybe like partly in high school and then partly in college, and it's so nostalgic, but it's so good still. It's like holy moly, that that they did that. It's so funny. It's so fresh. It's so new, and it's just so creative. I'm so thankful that it's in the world. You know, yeah. like <laughs> that these group of people came together and made Adventure Time. Like I'm glad it exists because it's really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have definitely like pioneered a lot of the shows that came after it like with style. Right. Adventure Time's freaking awesome. If you haven't watched it, you're missing out. Like it's a lot, but yeah. It's worth it. <laughs> totally worth it. And so we are coming up to the end. So want to see if there's if you have any questions for me you want to ask or any oh my last gosh, so many. questions or thoughts, <laughs> comments. Hopefully not too many questions for me. No, for sure. If you have any, like, you know, final words. (laughs) Yeah. Get to know you, like, (laughs) like the deep you. Um, Final words. Tierra's awesome. Oh, thank you. Let's just say that. I'm glad you said it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what you also want. (laughs) Let me, I'm just like pointing at the mic, like, that's what you want in your career for other people to say you're great not you say you're great (laughs) like a big difference yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean like you gotta definitely toot your own horn sometimes but when other people see that you are a team player you're confident you're giving and genuine and they say you're awesome Mm -hmm. and they tell other people you're awesome that's the best yeah that's when you know you've done a good job. And, you know, you do it because you love animation, not because you want to, like, cozy up to somebody yeah. and try to get that job, you know, like, because can, people can, um, you know, read on that or, like, they feel that. So, yeah, like, I, I said it a bunch in this podcast, but, like, just being your genuine self, people gravitate towards real people and for reals like this industry is a people yeah people industry very much so like um if you know someone and they know you like they'll they'll love to work with you if if you you are someone lovable to work with (laughs) great words great uh final advice and also thank you so much oh thank you talking with me it's my honor like um to everybody listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> like, I'm pretty much nobody, but it's amazing that you got <laughs> you got up to this point. No, you did great, <laughs> and I'm sure everyone is going to love this episode. Oh. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you again. Good luck to everyone out there. Be good. 
be cool be nice to each other yes be very nice (laughs) (laughs) all right well again thank you all so much for hanging out with us this week can't thank you enough because without your patronage well we would have no reason to do this (laughs) so um Please keep all the wonderful support coming in with all the ratings and reviews that you guys have been sending on places like iTunes. Um, And what's really amazing is that we are almost at 100 ratings with tons of reviews on iTunes, which for our little podcast is a really big deal um, to have 100 ratings. And I am to this day still blown away that that's a perfect score five star rating for our podcast. Thank you so much for that. Um, And like I always say, the ratings are important to us because they help us continue to convince people to come onto the show and share their experience and knowledge because they see that it's being well received by hungry individuals such as yourselves, whether you're an art student or even if you're already in the industry or an adjacent industry trying to get into animation. So it's all good stuff. Please let us know what you think right there. Now, don't misunderstand. I'm not just looking for all great feedback, five-star ratings. I will always ask that you just rate whatever you think the podcast is worth between one to five stars. We've been fortunate to always have five stars, but there's always a chance that somebody can feel like, you know, my voice is just a little too soothing and puts them to sleep. I don't know. And so that's worth two stars. Um, But yeah, so please let us know what you think so that we can keep this podcast rolling out to you with great, great guests. Um, All right. Well, that's basically all we got for this week. So as always, thank you so much for tuning into and being part of the Animation Network. still there great please don't forget to check us out we're all over the internet so come find us at places like twitter at t-a-n underscore podcast and of course on facebook at facebook.com slash animation network podcast and our home on the web which is theanimationnetwork.org where you can see all the things that we do that are the Animation Network, all of the team members, and you can email us directly. You can see all the services we provide so that you can have support on your journey toward breaking into animation. So come check us out.